Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, Recorded live. Guys, he's getting on the phone. Be quiet. Hello. Hey, hey, Kevin. How's it going, man? Good. Just hanging out with all my kids in the hotel room. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. Same here. My kids are actually leaving to to go out to a play date. So. Cool, man. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you taking the time to call me. I know that you're um, you're about ready to hop on that cruise, and I was hoping to catch you before then. So I'm glad that you're able to set aside some time. And uh, I was yeah. I was a little confused at first because I um, Greg was the first one I talked about interviewing you, and he said, "Yeah, we can get it set up." And then you had said which states were good, and then all of a sudden Brad jumped in and was kind of confusing me. I'm like, "Okay, well, what time am I calling him?" <laughs> Yeah, Brad's Brad's a little over the top, but he's um he's cool. I mean, he you know, he's he's used to working with like big big artists like Taylor Swift and people like that. So he's Oh, like so he is he is the, he is the big machine with that works with Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he works with big machine, yeah. So he's uh, okay. he's a legitimately big dude and <laughs> he's used to like hyper sensitive situations. So I I I sometimes have to remind him this is no big deal, dude. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was asking about numbers and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, this is what I last I heard. This is what they were. So, but what we're gonna do today, we're doing two things with this interview. The first, it's actually gonna sound like it's two different interviews because we're airing one that's gonna talk about the EP on Saturday, and then the second one is gonna be used September 23rd, which will be a part of that Rich Mullins show I was talking about. I've already talked to. Uh, Mac and Mark from Third Day. I've got Todd Agnew. I'm going to be talking cool. to him next week and Mitch McVicker. So I'm almost done with the Rich Mullen stuff. You were I know the all those guys except Todd Agnew. I don't know him, but I know all the rest of those fellows. Great, great guys. <clears throat> yeah, Todd's been around since I think 2003, um, but he's he's a cool guy. He's one of the most bold songwriters I've I've come across. He's not afraid to step on toes with his music, which is cool. Cool. Well, neither am I, so uh, that makes us us two (laughs) peas in a pot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd actually, I've I've met you a couple times. I ran and bumped into you years back at Rock Universe. Um, You actually had almost set me up with a picture 
when Disney had you, uh, Michael, and Toby together, like for some sort of picture at Night of Joy, you had come over there and taken a picture, and you had told me at Universally, like, yeah, we're gonna take a picture. You're, you know, I'll bring you back and get a picture. When I got there, Disney, the Disney people wouldn't let me go back there with you. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, man. Disney, the Disney Nazis were out. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, well, yep. we'll go ahead and get we'll go ahead and get started. Because I know that you got a busy schedule ahead of you. And I'm jealous, man. I wish I could go on this cruise, but I was looking at the price. I'm like, dang. I'd have to take a second mortgage out of my house to take my family to that one. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're lucky that we uh that we get that we get comped because I'd be taking a lot out of my paycheck to do it. Um right. but yeah, man. It's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for you know, at least three thousand people or however many are coming. So, well, it's, it's, sold, it's sold out. So, however many people, however many tickets they sold, it's sold out now. So, I think it's close to four thousand total. Um, so it'll be interesting <clears> to see how packed that boat actually is when we get there. You know, that's still a lot of folks. All right, let me pull up my interview sheet I had for you. All right, so the let me go ahead and start my recording. Mic test, one, two, one, two, mic test. <clears throat> All right, my mic's good. <clears throat> what time do you have to get on the boat? Are you guys getting on there today? Are you? Are you? Because I know the cruise starts tomorrow. No, we get on the boat tomorrow. We're we're still okay. we're still in transit today. I'm I'm okay. yeah. We get on the boat. Uh, I think like <clears throat> around noon tomorrow is when we get on. So. Oh, okay. Alrighty then. All right, well, I'm ready whenever you are. I'm ready. Well, I am excited about the guest joining us today. He is one-third of what many people consider the pioneering band of modern Christian rock, and really today's Christian music in general. Big thank you to former DC Talk and Audio A vocalist Kevin Max for joining us today on Kingdom Builder. Kevin, how are you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, man. Beautiful day here in Florida. And, uh, I'm actually in, I'm in Florida, too. I'm in central Florida over in Tampa. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're 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 in Lake City today. Um and then we drive we're driving down to Miami right now. So um I'm I'm with all my kids. We're we're just we decided to drive down from Nashville and enjoy the sights on the way down. We've got quite a quite a large tribe, so when we fly it's uh it's mayhem. <laughs> oh, so, um, I, I completely I completely understand that, man. I, you're you're a brave man flying with, with kids. That's that's definitely an undertaking. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're we're actually catching you literally before you step on the boat for the highly anticipated Jesus Freak cruise, which of course is the event DC Talk fans have been looking forward to for a long time now. And I know a lot of people want to know after over 16 years solo from the group, how in the world did you guys get this cruise to come together like this? Well, I mean, we we've been talking about ideas for for a long time to try to figure out how we would basically bring all of our solo group solo acts together and do something beneficial for people but it's it's difficult when you're looking at three separate um schedules three separate lives you know toby and i have lots of kids and and uh tate's always on the road with the newsboys and so it's it's um it's a difficult scenario so this opportunity came to us actually and we said man let's 
let's grab that because that one makes a lot of sense because for us, it's not a whole lot of hassle to set up because we don't have to throw a bunch of production into it because the boat's kind of already got the, the typical um, theater production set up. And I, I, I think, I feel like it's a cool intimate scenario for people to, you know, see it without, you know, for us having to, again, like rehearse for 15 weeks <laughs> and then, um, you know, get the thing rolling where everybody has to put everything on hold. This is a, this is a five day excursion as opposed to, you know, a full tour. But, um, we've talked about it after rehearsals and stuff and everything sounded so good that we, uh, we think that there's hope for more and, and we're just looking at different opportunities to, to do something where it makes sense for all of us, you know? Right. And that was actually, it was going to be my follow-up question and that's, and, and I'm sure Kevin, you, you, Toby and Michael have gotten that question a lot. I know that when I've seen your person, I'm like, is DC talk ever getting back together? And I know that this was kind of an answer of prayer for those fans. Um, but I was, I was always curious. I'm like, you know, the cruise is a great idea, a great thing to be able to not only put DC talk together, but you got the newsboys, you got Toby Max band, and you've got um, other artists that are joining you on this. Um, now, is this something is, is, is a tour or maybe a small, you know, maybe a small 10 city tour with DC talk. Is this something that you think may actually happen since this, uh, since this cruise is happening now? Yeah, man, it's a possibility. I mean, I can't say that there's, anything in the works yet because there's not but i mean it's all there's all potential for it for sure i mean once you get something up and rocking it's kind of it's hard and it's dumb to say that's it you know it's it's a uh, even the band you know the dc talk band were commenting on how great everything sounded they're just like this would be really a waste if we if we just did it for this and then called it a day and in our separate ways i don't think anybody's thinking like that but it but it has to it has to make sense for everyone. It has to coalesce because we're we're three different dudes, three different families, three different careers. It's not like it was back in the day when we were constantly touring together and the ship was sailing smoothly. I mean, <clears throat> Michael Tate made the example of this is like pulling the Titanic up from the uh, from the bottom of the ocean and trying to make it run all of a sudden, you know. Um so we have we have some cobwebs to to work out and some kinks and things, but I think once those are worked out and everybody thinks it's a it's a smooth scenario, I think we'll we'll do a lot more of these for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to it if you guys do manage to pull a tour out of out of this uh, cruise coming up. And Kevin, we're actually here also to talk today about your brand new EP that you released and. It actually came out last week. It's called Serve Somebody. And the record is full of amazing covers from some of the biggest names in music history, including Bob Dylan, U2, the late, great Rich Mullins, and even your own group, DC Talk. And I guess the first question is, with so many songs to pick from to cover, what really drew you to these particular songs for the EP? Um, what... What drew me immediately to do this was a was a lyrical scenario. It was it was like I wanted songs that had lyrical substance um, that went deeper and wider than most Christian songs on the radio. And um, so I dug into you know my favorite artists. Um, one of the one of the first ones I decided to do was Larry Norman, 
Righteous Rocker because uh, Larry was a friend of mine. And I knew Larry as a lyricist. Um, I cover his song, The Outlaw, in a lot of my shows. We obviously covered uh, Wish We'd All Been Ready by DC Talk. But um, Only Visiting This Planet was the album that kind of shaped my thinking when it came to rock and roll and, and, and Christianity, walking side by side. And um, so I knew I wanted to do that. And once we started you know, looking at stuff beyond the Larry Norman song, I said, well, man, I want that Rich Mullins tune. And, oh, I love the song by The Call. And my manager and I went through, a, you know, at least 40 different songs. Um, hey, let's do this Don Henley song. Or, hey, what about this uh, Keith Green song? And we just went through everything and kind of whittled it down to these tunes because it, it would be hard to do, like, 14 tracks in the amount of time that I had to do it. Um, we had to do it pretty quickly to get it out there before we went on the cruise and, and all that. So, um, but I was, I was happy with what we came up with. Um, it was a little daunting to cover, you know, U2, um, because, you know, they're such a huge band and everybody knows that song so well, but I think we did a, I think we did an honest job of it and cover DC talk was something that I wanted to do, but we wanted to get the right song. So it was, uh, it was a fun process. Well, that's definitely cool. Give me one second. I gotta find that. Hush, dog. So you got kids in your hotel room. And I've got dogs who don't know when to stop barking. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all right. good, man. <clears throat> well, a few of these songs were staples from my childhood, including uh, the radio hit "Kiri" by Mister Mister, and you know, of course, the U two song "Pride in the Name of Love." And though they're covers, you've managed to add your own touch to them. But I think if I had to pick a favorite from the from the record, it would probably be your cover, Rich Mullins' song, Creed. Uh, I think you did an awesome job on that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a, <clears throat> that was a, a really easy one to do musically. And for me, it was easy because I knew the song. And Rich was another friend of mine. Um, what's What's interesting is I could call Rich and... Larry Norman, my friends, because we'd, we'd known each other for quite some time and I'd done some musical projects together with them. I'd sang on two Rich Mullins albums, you know, and um, hung out with them quite a bit. So when we decided to do a Rich Mullins song, I asked Jimmy Abeg, who played on the record, who was in Rich's band, I said, uh, you know, which, which song would Rich want me to cover? You know, we were laughing at about it. I said, Is it, I said if Rich was alive, which one, which one would he say, Kevin has to do this? And Jimmy said, Creed. And I said, why? Because, and he said, because every night on the, on the, in the concerts, people would just, that would be the moment where everybody would just, you know, come together and worship and lose their minds and have fun, you know? So Creed was it. We decided to go for it. All right. Well, this, this place, uh, this is where I actually, if you don't mind, I don't know. Uh, as far as music goes, are we able to play the Creed song uh, during our yeah. broadcast? Okay, I would think so. I mean, there's there's no um, obviously with publishing, it's 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 kind of an open book there. But um, well, these are I these don't are have a problem. These, this this show will be live on the radio, so it's it's not going to be downloadable. So it's going to be basically yeah, if, it's we're li- just... if it's live, I don't I don't see anything wrong with it, man. Okay, you know. so why don't why don't you go ahead and um, I'm going to do this next part. Why don't you go ahead and um, just introduce the song for us, and we'll, we'll just go from there. And I got two more questions in regards to the uh, 
Actually, one more question in regards to the actual EP. <clears throat> okay. Well, Kevin, speaking of songs from the new record, why don't we play one of those for you? What do you want to play for us today? Well, I think um, the one that would sound really good on the radio is uh, my cover of Rich Mullins' Creed. Awesome. All right. That's the last question. Then we'll end this part of the interview. Then we'll go on the Rich Mullins stuff. <clears throat> that is Kevin Max with his cover of the Rich Mullins song Creed. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about the song the other day when I was listening to it, and there's only one other artist that I've, that I've heard that has done, you know, a, as good of a cover of this song. That's Third Day. Of course, they did the song Creed from their offerings record. And, you know, it's always cool to hear people's takes on covers. And I really think that you did the song justice. And, you know, just the other songs on here, you know, your, your covers of these songs don't sound exactly like the artist, which is, which is cool, but it's also cool to hear somebody's personal touch on these kinds of songs. So bravo on that, Kevin. Yeah. Well, um, you know, whenever, whenever I do a song, um, whenever I cover something, it's, it's going to sound different just because of the sound of my voice. And my voice is a peculiar thing. Um, it doesn't sound like anybody else. <laughs> so, um, that's something that I'm fortunate. It's a gift, you know, it's something that I'm fortunate to have is I have like a unique sounding voice. And so we know going in that it's not going to sound like the original because of the vocal. But when we, when we get into it musically, we, we basically come from a real honest take on it. We're just like, what, what would we want to do if we we're playing this live, you know? And in the case of Rich Mullins Creed, I mean, we kind of took more of the, um, the aspect of almost kind of doing it like a rock band, um, and but still kind of giving it that anthemic feel. And so um, that's, that's how we start. So we obviously start, a lot of people start with like a guitar line or whatever. We start with a groove, we start with a drum beat. And I was fortunate enough to have Aaron Smith um, playing with me on the cruise and doing shows with me now. Aaron Smith was also in the Ragamuffin band. He also played with Rich Mullins. And if you watch some of the old concerts of Rich, when he's playing Creed, that's Aaron Smith on drums. So I was fortunate to have Aaron along with me too, to, to have all that history. He knows what something sounds like. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, we had a, we had a blast um, trying to recreate it, but not like get too far away from it where it was just like, oh man, they ruined that by trying to make it arty. <laughs> oh, no. And you know what? You know, I, I, like I said, I met you a couple of times before I met you on the audio tour that you uh, did a couple of years ago. And one thing I forgot to tell you is that when I first heard DC talk, the first song that I actually heard from you guys was the song, um, uh, just between you and me. And I heard it on mainstream radio. It wasn't Christian radio. I was listening to a mainstream radio station back then. And I only heard a brief moment of it. And you know who I thought it was when I heard you singing, you know who I thought it was singing? I actually no, thought I, I, that it—I thought it was George Michael. I'll be honest with you. I thought maybe George Michael come up with a new song because I'd only heard a little bit of it, and I heard your vocals in that part. And I'm like searching around. I'm like, okay, George Michael, where's this new song? This new song. I couldn't find it. And then a couple of years later, I heard the song again. And I realized that's not George Michael. It's a band called DC Talk. So that was actually my first. Uh, I think that was '96, '97 when I first heard that. But that was kind of my first taste of 
a DC talk and the unique voice that you have. So, I mean, it's, it's no mistake. And anybody who hears you sing, Oh, that's Kevin Max. There's, there's no mistake in that. <laughs> Except but, when it sounds like George Michael. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was almost, I'm like, should I tell him that? Should I tell him that he sounded kind of like George Michael on that? Cause I only heard it for a brief second. So oh, I don't, George, I don't know what George had a, George had a terrific voice. I don't, I'm not, I'm not bothered by that at all. Tate, Tate actually sounds a lot like Seal on that song. So it's like, I mean, you know, it, it is weird. I mean, music is subjective and music is definitely um, all about nostalgia. So there's nothing new under the sun. And, um, you know, we're taking from people whether we know it or not. It's like subconscious theft. You know, you don't know that you might be taking a, a line from Michael Jackson or, or uh, you know, or, 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 or Billy Joel, you know, but you you just do it by because you've listened to everybody, you know? Right. Well, the EP features covers, and um, I actually much enjoyed your 2015 record, Broken Temples. So in saying that, what's next for you? Are there any projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? Absolutely. I mean, I'm in the middle of already working on a brand new project, um, uh, an original album, and um, it's probably going to be Released probably next year. I mean, we're we're just gearing up to start working on it in August and September. So there's no possible way I'll be able to get it out before the end of the year. But it's a it's a big pop rock record. Um, probably a lot more like what you're hearing on Serve Somebody, but a little bit more radio oriented on this record. So. Um, we'll see how that goes, right? I'm, all, I'm always up to experiment, and uh, this is nothing different. I'm, I'm interested in the future. I don't look back when it comes to music. I, I go forward, so we'll see what happens. Hey, that's that's not a bad thing to have. And I actually, I, I enjoyed your uh, the duet that you did with Michael Sweet on his record too. And speaking of like putting records together fast, you could probably learn a lot from those guys because I've never seen anybody put out as many records and releases as Striper and Michael Sweet have in just the last five years. So it's incredible. They're, they're making the, the younger kids look pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you're inspired, you, and you're, and, and you're, you're passionate about what you do. It's just kind of like, that's all you want to do. And so, I mean, like I joked about it, I think in CCM magazine for the interview, I said, uh, you know, I'm like the Christian music, Ryan Adams. I'll, I'll, I can put out three albums every year. And that's the truth. I mean, I have, I probably have enough material right now to put out a couple albums. Um, but, you know, I'm, I also like to, I also like to put out stuff that makes sense for me in the time that I'm doing it. And some songs can drift to being more nostalgic. I tend to do stuff that sometimes sounds a bit like the Beatles or something because I'm in that I'm in that moment of listening to the Beatles and so I, I create something that kind of sounds like that. So I try to I try to create moving forward um, and uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. We greatly appreciate you taking the time and good luck on the Jesus Freak cruise, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, we got a we got a lot of, uh, we got a boatload of songs to bring people, no pun intended. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. All right. And that's where we'll end that part of the interview. And the Rich Mullins, I've got um, 
I know that you touched on it, uh, that you had worked with Rich in the past. That's one of the questions. And kind of like, um, I've basically got four questions for that, and we're going to use that for the September 23rd thing. So we'll go and get that started real quick. And what, and what, and what <clears throat> is that exactly that you're doing September 23rd? Because well, I didn't read a lot of these emails between you and Brad. I've been really busy. Well, well what, we're, what we're doing is, um, Rich Mullins, the 20th anniversary of his death is coming up September 19th. And I actually had reached out to Mitch McVicker 10 years ago um, to do to do an interview to kind of talk about it. Because I know that he doesn't remember a whole lot about that day, but he was, I wanted to talk with him about, um, you know, touring with and just riding with Rich those last, those last months. And this year, I'm like, you know, it's 20 years. I want to put together a show. Kingdom Builders uh, was a podcast. I just did an interview here and there once or twice a month. But now it's a one-hour talk show every Saturday on One Cham Nation Radio. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I know a lot of artists and friends with a lot of these guys that knew Rich, were inspired by him. I want to mm-hmm. pay – I want to pay – ha, hey, guys, hush. I want to pay, you know, tribute to him and the legacy that he left on Christian music. So what better way to do that than talk to people who actually worked with him and actually knew him. So I'm ex- yeah. it's just something that I wanted to do to honor somebody that I believe has had a tremendous impact on Christian music. So that's, that's kind of where Absolutely. we're coming from with cool. that. I dig All right, that. So we'll go. Yeah. Mac Foss did the same thing. He's like, man, thanks so much for doing this. This is awesome. <clears throat> All right. Well, I have Kevin Max, former DC Talk Audio A vocalist with us today, and he's here to talk with us about Rich Mullins and the impact that he had on him, both as a musician and a part of a band. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you coming by. Yeah, man. I forgot I was in Audio A. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kevin, it's hard to believe that Rich has been gone for 20 years now, but thankfully his musical legacy lives on even now. Absolutely. Um, Rich is one of those artists that he created music that, you know, crossed boundaries, um, whatever, stood the test of time. But, you know, what was interesting about Rich is he was a character that was absolutely honest and and comfortable with himself. You know, he was flawed. He was whatever. But he 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 was very comfortable in his own skin and he knew what he was doing and he was passionate about it. And um, you take that coupled with the fact that he was immensely talented and uh, yeah, his, his, his music will continue to reverberate through the halls of time. Well, Kevin, take us back to the first time you met Rich. Do you remember the circumstances and your first impression of him meeting him in person? No. Um, the first time, let me see, let me, let me think of that. My, my memory is horrible. The first time I sang on a record called To Tell Them, no, it was a, The World is Best as I Remember It. See, that's just another example of my memory. The album is called The World as Best as I Remember It, and I can't remember it. So, um, But I am now. Okay, it's coming into focus. I sang on a song called To Tell Them, and he had me come out to the studio because he had heard about this young you know, vocalist from DC Talk that had an interesting voice. And I met uh, his producer, that would have been Reed Arvin. Um, And I think Rich was like shooting baskets 
uh, basketball outside the studio. It was like in somebody's house. And so he's like shooting baskets. And he, he said, oh, you're Kevin Max. I said, yeah. So we sat there and we shot baskets. We shot hoop for a little bit and played a little, I think we played pig, you know, and I beat him. So then he, because he was angry at that, he kind of disappeared for a little bit. <laughs> and, and I went and sang on the song. Um, and I sang on the song with William Owsley, who was another vocalist. And we both did backgrounds for that tune. But as usual, my voice stuck out like a sore thumb. And um, Reed Arvin was like, oh, maybe we'll, you know, feature him a little bit more. So that, that, was, that was really fun. That was the first time I met Rich Mullins, for sure. Well, take us back um, to 1997, September 19th, 19, September 19th, 1997. Do you remember where you were when you had learned that, that Rich had been tragically killed in a car accident? Well, if you remember, I just said that my memory is very foggy. Um, but, um, of course, I remembered when I heard the news. I don't remember where I was at. Um, 97 would have been right in the middle of us touring Jesus Freak um, as DC Talk. Um, but definitely when the news hit us, we were we were extremely shocked and uh, a, a bunch of different emotions, you know, from sad to angry to confusion. Um, I had known Rich um, throughout, throughout his career, I mean, here and there at award shows and, you know, festivals and things like that. But, you know, I, I had the opportunity to work with him on Canical of the Plains, which was, I think, the last thing that was released um, before his death or released after his death. And, um, man, that sitting in on that session and singing those songs and hanging out with Rich for that production was totally memorable. And um, I was just thankful that I had that memory with him where I could, I could, you know, say, hey, at least I got some good time with that guy before he passed on. And, um, you know, those were those were good memories. Those were those were laughing in the studio, creating this record that he had a passion for um, him telling me not to sing the song. Um, so uh, he, he used the word sexy. <laughs> he said, stop, stop singing the song so sexy and sing it more straight, you know, um, that kind of stuff, I'll just continue to smile on those memories and, and remember how great Rich was. Well, that's great. Well, this next part, I'm going to refer to the conversation we just had five minutes ago that I interviewed you back in July for the EP, and we're going to talk real quick again about Creed and being included uh, on on the Serve Somebody record, and then uh, how, he, how he impacted you as an artist. That'll be the last question. Okay. Well, Kevin, you and I spoke a couple months ago in July about your Serve Somebody EP, and you actually did a cover of Rich's song Creed. And, you know, going back to that, that EP, what, what really drew you to pick that song? You had told me a story about the song uh, that you had, you know, talked to somebody that was actually in the band, the Ragamuffin band with Rich, um, about, you know, which songs to choose for that project. Can you tell us how Creed came about on, on the Serve Somebody EP? Yeah, so I asked um, Jimmy Abeg, who, who um, is a great personal friend of mine. I was also um, rehearsing with Jimmy for some shows, and um, we decided to put Jimmy um, 
on the song Let the Day Begin by the Call. And um, when he was in the studio, I asked Jim, I said, okay, well, we're going to do a Rich Mullins cover, um, and I want to do the one that I, that, that I felt like Rich would want me to cover. Because Rich was, um, Rich was a character, and he thought I was a character. And he would laugh quite a bit about me, and we'd, we'd poke fun at each other. And I said, you know, if Rich were hearing us in heaven right now, which I'm sure he, he was and he can, um, without give, getting a, uh, a Ouija board and trying to uh, communicate with the dead, I said, what, which song do you think Rich would want me to play? And Jimmy said, I believe that Rich would, uh, Rich would want you to play Creed because that was the moment in every show where people just literally would worship and have the most amazing time. And those lyrics, <clears throat> that, that proclamation or that testament of faith just can't be beat because you're talking about the truths of the gospel. So we chose Creed because of that. Hopefully Rich awesome. does. <laughs> well, Hopefully Rich wasn't awesome trying song. to throw spitballs at us from heaven, you know? So. Well, Kevin, personally, as an artist, um, in closing, what impact has Rich had on you, uh, you know, music and personal wise? Rich's music, um, Rich's music to me is, is, uh, is, is like Bob Dylan where it's, it's very lyrical. You, you, you can't listen to a Rich Mullins song without having to put on your thinking cap and, and investigate what he's trying to say because he knew the word of God really well and he was an incredible intellect. So he would take those take that knowledge and he would couple it with his artistry as a poet and it would make you go deeper into the word, into your ideas of what the word was, what you truly believed in. So, um, you know, his work was challenging, but it was inspirational. I don't know. It just, it just made me want to dig deeper when I, when I listened to him, much like when I listened to Bob Dylan or when I listened to Leonard Cohen, artists that really take their craft when it comes to lyrics seriously, you know. Um, I mean, Rich Mullins wasn't a great singer, you know. He wasn't like the, you know, whatever. He wasn't like the Sam Smith of our times, you know. He he had a had a he had a singer songwriter voice, um, and he had a, he had a he had a great voice, but it wasn't like anything special. But what made Rich Mullins special? is his character and who he was and what he was trying to say and his passion for what he believed in. Um, that to me made Rich Mullins a character that will be remembered throughout time. Um, you know, like a great painter uh, that leaves behind like a ton of work that you just continue to look at and go, How, what, what were they thinking of when they came up with that? Well, that's awesome. Well, that's, that's all I, that's all I've got for you today. And Kevin, thank you again so much. I know that we're cutting it close to this cruise and um, I'm so glad you were able to get some time in, but I just, I've been wanting to get this stuff done before the end of the summer. So thank totally you. Totally fine, man. And, uh, I, yeah, I got a bolt because my wife just stuck her head in the hotel room door and said, we got to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're on a schedule. Sorry. I used the, the example of Ouija board, but, I've got a weird no, no, sense of humor. No. 
So. No, it's fine. Well, thank you so much, and I'll catch up with you after the cruise. Have fun, brother. Thank you, brother. Okay, I'll talk to you. All right,
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 